I was I was laying in bed looking at this man thinking, what have I done? <laughs> that is not where I needed to finish that sentence up. <laughs> Expedition Marriage Podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm Chris. And I'm Jamie Bailey. And we're Christian counselors and marriage coaches. We're here to help you put God in the center of your marriage by sharing some solid biblical truth along with some practical marriage tips. So no matter where you're at in your marriage, start getting excited because we're here to help you. Enjoy the journey. Glad you're here with us today, enjoying another episode of our of our podcast, and we got some really good stuff uh, to talk with you this time. Yeah, and all right, we're gonna be honest here. We're gonna get a little bit cheesy with you, because because <laughs> here's how this podcast yeah. came to be. Just today, just this episode. Just today, yeah, special episode. <laughs> so this morning when we got up, I'm, you know, we're still laying in bed, and I'm looking at at Chris, and I'm like, I just so love this man. You know, I'm just looking at him thinking, what have we done? You know, and this was a genuine question. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, was, I was laying in bed looking at this man thinking, what have I done? <laughs> that is not where I needed to finish that sentence, obviously. <laughs> That's fabulous. No, but really, I'm thinking, you know, I still have so much love for him. And so I, I really, I asked him, I'm like, what is it do you think that we've done to keep our love so alive, you know, because I do still have such a powerful love for him. And so aside from that cheese factor, you know, we really started thinking about that. And I'm like, you know what? Let's make a list mm-hmm. of our each individual three things that we think we've done, you know, that contribute to our love being as strong as it is. And and I did, you know, to clarify, I did make sure he still felt this way about me. <laughs> <laughs> these questions, but I pretty I, I was pretty sure. And in fact, that's one of the things that um, whenever he tells me that he loves me, the response I often have is I know. And that sounds like I don't mean it to sound arrogant or anything, but it is so nice to me because when he tells me he loves me, I'm like, man, it's so nice to know that mm-hmm. because he's so good. You are. You're so great at showing your love for me. And so... We're going to talk about that today. And so we've taken notes aside, you know, individually. Mm-hmm. He tried to cheat and I would not let him. <laughs> he did. You did. You I, was totally, looking at, I was looking for the you know, title. Whatever. No, you were, you were cheating. And so we each have our own list of three things that we're going to share that we think contribute to why our love is still, you know, so good and so strong today. And then in the end, we're going to give you the three things we decided together you know, that we believe are big contributors to killing yeah. your love and your marriage. Love killers. Yeah. And love so suckers. I've already talked a lot shooting this off or kicking this <laughs> off. So what is your first one? What do you think you've okay. done? Or- I, I was not cheating, you right? Cheating. But one of the things that I have is that we tell each other, I love you, and we do it often. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, so, you know, so one of just that reassurance, you know, that I guess there's that that bad joke about the um, the stoic farmer who loved his wife so much. He almost told her, um, you know, so you know, all your jokes are bad. I know. It's like, but you know what? Here's the here's the ironic part, because, you know, we've worked with some people um, in the, the north Midwest kind of things. Mm-hmm. And there this is not uncommon that there is that kind of mentality sometimes in mm-hmm. marriages that, well, if I love you and if it changes, I'll let you know. Let you, yeah. 
Yeah, they're not as free with their their words. Right. Yeah. And and here's one of the things. One not only so not only is that reassuring, just to let everybody know, hey, nothing has changed, and I still love you. Um, and, and it's still you know kind of everybody feels comfortable mm-hmm. and secure with that. But neuro neurologically speaking, right? Every time you start off a sentence with I. You activate the identity portion of your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You're going deep. I am one. going yeah. deep. So, you know, like if we say I'm stuck and all that, our brain goes, okay, I guess we're you stuck. You believe it. Yeah. So if I say I love you, the brain goes, oh, okay, I guess we love them. Yeah. That's right? great. And so that just continues to reinforce this, this idea. Yes. All right. My first one is gratefulness. I think the appreciation I have for you just reminds me of how much I love for you, how much I love you. <laughs> and, you know, and I'll be honest, I this is something I've had to grow in. Mm-hmm. I didn't come right out of the gate like, oh, this man is so great. Thank you for all you do. <laughs> no, I was a little distracted by toddlers and children mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But just having that appreciation for you, you know, and just verbally telling you thank you for things and mm-hmm. reminding you that I, I so appreciate that you do this for me. And I appreciate your appreciation. Yeah. And so that, that I feel is one of the things that keeps our love alive. Absolutely. Another one, um, touch, right? Mm-hmm. You know, cause we, we, we touch each other often throughout the day. So, you know, there might be a kiss here, you know, or a hug there. And sometimes I was going to say, where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be sexual touch. It's mm-hmm. just that, that reassuring touch. Sometimes it's just a brief touch while we're walking past each other just kind of like you know letting each other know it, it actually feeds in that that thing that gratefulness because even just like when you'll walk up behind me while i'm working on a computer and you start rubbing my shoulders mm-hmm. i appreciate the rub but it also i can feel you saying thank you for doing this work for us yeah yeah that's so nice that's good to know that's a good one all right my second one which i'm thinking this might make your list as well but maybe mm-hmm. not is fun and play mm. Like, you are my best friend. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, nobody makes me <laughs> laugh like you do. I love riding bikes with you and going mm-hmm. for walks. I love, you know, playing dominoes, except <laughs> when you win. That's so obnoxious. It's so obnoxious. You know, but just our game playing and our laughing together and, you know, even watching a, you know, a comedy show and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you are my best friend and I love laughing with you. Yeah, oh yeah, no, absolutely. You are my best friend. That is fun. I, I, that should have been my list. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised. You're Mr. Fun. I know. I, I have that, you know, the, that, you know, sometimes having something that's bigger than ourselves. Yeah. Right? Bigger than the marriage. So that way we're not kind of, you know, it, it's, you know, that purpose that it keeps us from getting caught up in the minutiae. And all the other kind of, you know, minutia. little, the minutia, like the little negative things, right? Or the multitudes, you know, like yeah. in our drive-by devotions. That's one of the things that we talked about is that, that we can get caught up in that and that can become yeah. a big deal. Instead yeah, of this and love stuff. covers up the multitudes of sins. And yeah, right. I mean, you know, right, we have this marriage ministry, but we also have kids. You know, mm-hmm. kids is bigger than, you know, that's a great purpose, you know, and, and also just even just a desire to please God with our words and actions. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Thanks. That's good stuff. Yeah, you know. All right. So my third one is real communication. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, I have intentionally had to find safety in you. I've intentionally have to share my needs and desires and wants with you. And that requires a lot of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to make you figure out how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I refuse to not let you in you know, on my inner life and on what's going on with me. And so I think communication by telling you everything and also encouraging that real communication from you. 
mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because I think men don't share their stressors and stuff as easily. Right. And so just trying to be that safe place sure. to yeah. open up the lines of communication. Absolutely. Well, I think we both have grown into that, you know, because I think, mm-hmm. it, yes, it's definitely an area where I've had to work in. And, and, and sure, you know, there's been times in early in her relationship. Hey, honey, what's, what's bothering you? Is there something wrong? Nothing. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that just creates distance, doesn't it? That's like a wedge. Yeah. It's a wedge. Okay, did you share all three? Those are all three of mine. Okay, all right. Well, those are pretty good. I'm really Mm. surprised we did not overlap. I am too, but those are really good. Yours are great. So, bonus, you guys Mm -hmm. got six things that are great (laughs) tips to keep your love alive in your marriage. So, now let's talk about the three things that we know for sure Mm -hmm. will just kill the love in your marriage. And so the first one, it kind of goes along with my number one. Right. It's the exact opposite, is focusing on the negative. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. And usually when we get stressed and we're overwhelmed in life, we start looking around, you know, at all the lists of things that aren't done and that need to be done and everything that you've messed up. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not helping me with this and you need to, your children are out of control. (laughs) You're not helping. And just everything with the house and and just all the negative stuff. And you Mm -hmm. just shift your focus on that. Not that you need to not look at it because we do need to look at it and deal with it. But when you make it the focus right, is when it gets a little, then you're just creating a little bit of bitterness and resentment and anger towards your spouse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The other, the other spouse becomes the problem. Well, you don't have, you know, can, yes. you get to eat lunch by yourself without, you know, people dry, grabbing <laughs> right. you yes. can go to the bathroom you can by go yourself. go to the bathroom. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So what's the second one? Second one is um, not making time for each other. Yeah. Right. You know, so there's lots of things that will like get in the way, you know, like kids, for example, you know, kids will become a priority. And, you know, when they're infants and all that, they need, mm-hmm. you know, there's a season for that. And so, you know, we need to, to shift, though, as the seasons shift. And we also mm-hmm. have to always remember that the priority is God, then our marriage, then kids. And then we go out from there. Yeah. And we got to keep that in the right priority. And even though if our task might demand something different for right. a season. Right. Yeah, because those kids are needy. But other things that get in the way that distract you is jobs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of workaholics out there, men mm-hmm. and women, who they're, you should not be investing 80 hours a week no. in your job. You know, that that's asking too much. Out of balance. Right. And hobbies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to pick on the golfers by any means, but that's a hobby that will take, take you out of the house the entire mm-hmm. Saturday. Well, yeah, or even even sports People right. who are like heavy into sports, they right. got the TV going all weekend long, and you know, yes, that's, it's yes. very distracting. It says that anything else is of second priority or second right. importance, right? No, that's good. I'm glad you brought that one up. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you own that one. We we'll, we'll right. pay for that. And what's the, what's the last one? It's, it's the lack of growing in our, in our faith, yeah, right? Because you know, just talking about that, that priority, you know, God's our source. Right. You know, love God, love others. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, we, if we're not loving God, if we're not getting the love from God, if we're not getting fed from that, then we are not able to love others effectively and well. Right. Yeah. If you think of the fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, all those fruit, love, patience, kindness, good, like gentleness, all the fruit of the spirit. We get those when we're connected to the vine. Right. You know, we have them, we have them all the time as believers, mm-hmm. but we walk in them much better when we are connected to the vine, connected to the source. Right. And man, how much we need those things in marriage. Well, that's what Jesus said. If you're not connected to me, you're not going to bear good fruit. Right. Right. You know, and so that's that's just a, a 
priority, you know, that even God said, you know, or Jesus said, you know, seek first the kingdom and mm-hmm. then all these other stuff's going to be handed to you. Right. Versus us, you know, running around and, and trying to, to accomplish these other things. I was just thinking of something that was said that it, it's a paradox or that if we put ourselves first above the relationship, then the relationship starves and we don't get what we need. But yeah. if we put the relationship needs first, then everybody gets what they need. Well, it's kind of a thing. If we put God first, God wants our marriages to right. thrive and to prosper. Right. He is for our marriages. Yeah. yeah. So that is great. I think this has been some good, good information mm-hmm. here today. And so what we're going to challenge you with is do send this episode to your spouse. Oh yeah. Send this to, to your spouse, get home tonight, you know, or plan it over the weekend. Do what we've done here today. What do you think the three things are that we've done that keep our love alive. Mm-hmm. And it's also a great way to figure out, okay, these things are important because that's what, what Chris just shared with me today is his list shows me what he values. Mm-hmm. It shows me and my list shows him my values. And so sit down with your spouse, ask the question, what three things do you think we do that keeps our love alive? And then go over this list here, the things that kill love Do we focus on the negative too much? Mm -hmm. Are we spending enough time together or no? And how are we growing individually in our faith? So use this podcast as a format. In fact, we will put put together, by the time we launch this, we will put together a freebie, a download that you can get that we'll attach in the show notes that you can sit down and do this activity with your spouse. So that way you can connect because we're here so you can enjoy the journey.